welcome to episode 26. Durf, get us started right with the intro. What happened last time? We went to the swamp and uh, met Dennis, who's a good guy, kind of a gunslinger, has extremely advanced weaponry for this setting. And <laughs> we helped him harvest baby animals and make them into a stew. And then I did some magic, which made the baby animals uh parents very mad and they came and fought us and we killed them all and then we ate their children and now we are in a hut in the middle of the swamp uh hopefully about to take a long rest because nobody has any spells left <laughs> uh yeah uh morbid but accurate yes absolutely um okay so yeah you are in dennis's cabin you are Ready to, uh, I guess, go to bed. I don't think. I think. Uh, I think we ended the night with you guys kind of telling stories around around the hearth um, as you finished cleaning up the mess of the bogwids that you attacked. So you guys head to bed, and uh, the next morning, Dennis, or I guess you have a long rest, right? You guys I hope want a long so rest? because we need, need it. it. Yeah. Okay. You definitely have a long rest, and. In the morning, Dennis takes you out and back down to the raft where you you coast along the swampy river. It's a little bit brighter. It's still pretty dark, even though it's morning, the sun's up. But just the denseness of this swamp makes it just dim and dull and dank. And Dennis takes you out and you travel down the river for a couple hours before he finally goes ashore and lets you out. Then he says his farewells. He points you towards the east. And he says, 10 minutes straight that way. Don't take any detours. You'll find it in no time. Okay, then. Cool. Thank you for... Um, also, how come we haven't had uh, any, like, Miss Cleo-accented uh, characters yet, Joe? What does Miss Cleo sound Call like? me now for a free reading. <laughs> 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 you are absolutely right, and I fully apologize to you and our audience. I kind of feel like this guy would have Dennis codenamed the Menace might have been a great Rastafarian uh, character, but um, you are absolutely true. You're I'm not in a position right. to to claim I I understand how to do many accents. I'm not Brian in real life. I'm not you in real life, and Carl in game. So yeah, perfect. <laughs> uh, I'll let that okay, go. What? Anyways, uh, ten minutes ten minutes away. Um, Tug is in favor of heading straight there to find the two-headed coin. All right. All right, so sure to, your, sure, sure to his word, ten minutes later, as you walk through this, spot, this swamp, you emerge from the trees to see the cotton candy village before you in a wide clearing. The once colorful walls are now faded and chipped, covered with moss and vines. A large gate with crossing candy canes stands before you with a small ticket desk where a metal sign hangs over a shattered glass window. And the sign reads, Park Closed. Um, Tug would like to do a perception check for um, the nearest souvenir stand because I would like to get a t-shirt. <laughs> okay, all right, yeah, go ahead and roll that perception check. 21. Shit. Uh, <laughs> so you, you look around. Um, you through the gate. You know, there's like these thick iron bars through the gate. Just whatever you see of the park looks absolutely destroyed from here. You do see a little hut with like a crooked sign that's tilted that says souvenirs. 
but it looks like it hasn't been visited or that it's even really put together that well anymore. Um, but you see it. Um, what what does like a medieval theme park look like? Well, it's like hand crank roller coasters. See, I was in the impression it'd be like spiral pastel colors because it's cotton candy. It's named exactly. cotton candy. Yes. Yes. It's pretty colorful, but most of them are like pastel, like light blues, like light pinks, light browns, kind of like, uh, you know, Neapolitan ice cream colored. But all of this paint is like faded and chipped on the walls. Uh, you can't the walls are so tall. You can't really see much past the gate in front of you. Are there roller coasters? Although the, the walls are too tall. Well, let's go in. Yeah. Who gives a shit what that um, sign says? Tug can uh, probably easily climb his way in. You said there's just like iron bars, right? Like a, like a, yeah. like historically, yep. would you think an iron gate to look like? Exactly. Yep. Locked iron gate. Uh, Tug climbs over. Why don't we have a contest and see who's the best uh, burglar in the bunch? Who can pick the lock? Because I can climb. I pick the lock. Are you guys saying this like as you're walking towards the gate? Yes. I'm going to climb yep. it. Okay. I can climb it. Uh, I roll a 24 on my sleight of hand check. To do what? Pick the lock. Okay. So as you approach the lock, uh, you hear this loud clicking noise as a metal cutout of a rabbit flicks up upwards from a compartment behind the ticket booth, behind the park close sign. An unseen speaker emits a crackling voice. Welcome to Cotton Candy Village. The rides are fast, the food is sweet, we promise you fun that can't be beat. My name's Rusty, I'll be your guide. I've traveled the world before and why I've got lots to show you and we have all day 10K for a ticket and be on your way. <laughs> wow. Wow. Tug's like, 10K? I'm 10,000 gold for a ticket. Is that what he's saying? I th- and he's just like, so the, vis- the, the visage of this rabbit, what he looks like, he's like, bright white with big googly eyes a wide grin that looks like um have you ever have you ever like wallace and gromit or chicken run you know those movies mm-hmm. when when like they smile and animals that shouldn't have teeth have this big wide teeth that's what he looks like <laughs> um he's wearing a, a like a, a red baseball cap right now and he's got a red and white striped shirt and it's just like a metal cutout that flung upwards um, can we see what it what is it controlled by uh, you can't really tell the, the the ticket booth behind it is just like a black curtain. Should Durf be marveling at the miracle of electricity, which he's observing for the first time <laughs> in his life? Uh, <laughs> or does it appear can. to be controlled by magic? Um, why don't you roll an arcana check? Okay, but I'm keeping that 24 pickpocket in my pocket. Okay. Natural 20. <laughs> on Natural arcana. 20? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You, uh, you definitely sense there is, there's a mechanism, like a physical mechanism, but there is definitely some kind of magic at work here. Like the Dweamer. Like the magic triggers, triggers the event, like triggers the cogs to whatever. Who gives a shit? Tug climbs over the fence, over the fence, over the gate. (laughs) Okay. Can can Durf, while Tug is climbing over, pick the lock and then push the gate over while he's on top of it? (laughs) Um, sure. But actually, as as both of you go to reach this, um, roll me a constitution check. Oh, I'm terrible at those. Me too. So, we like nothing but constitution checks. We never do wisdom checks. Yeah. Tug gets an eight. Uh, you get a plus two to your 
15. Oh shit, no, we're all around uh, we're all around Carl. We each get plus 2. Yep. Oh, se- uh 17 then. Uh 10, 10 and 17. Yep. Okay, um Durf, you feel a jolt of electricity hit you, but you take no damage as you're going for this lock, but it definitely shocks you and puts you back. Um Tug, you just basically leap up and you are hit with a big jolt of electricity and you take 4 damage. Good lord. And you well, are thrown I'm dead. back from this gate and you hear another voice come from the speaker, and uh, after a long while, it says, Don't have the money? Well, that's okay. I'll just have to collect payment in a different way. <laughs> and the gate slowly creaks open. Spooky. And from a compartment beneath, beneath the ticket booth pops a map. Durf says, for the record, I would have picked the lock. <laughs> For the record, I would have climbed it. <laughs> and let me send you this map. Of course, how much usual, how much damage did Tug take? By the way, four, uh, four, I think. Yep. Oh, okay. So that ain't shit. Of course, per usual, I will be sending this map. Uh, I will be putting this map on Reddit and our Discord. If you want to go check that out, I'll put it in the. I'll mark it as spoilers, so we don't ruin it for anybody. I worked all day on this. You worked all day on this? <laughs> good <laughs> no, night. I, I really did it. It's very good, Joe. It's very specially it's good. It's super fucking medium. Look at the weird, like, <laughs> bass mouth open with human teeth in it. What? Where do you see this? Are you fucking kidding? It's huge in the top right. That's a Ferris wheel, goddammit. I don't see either of those things. Was it the anti-gravity in the center Ferris wheel? Because all the carts are being pulled to the center? Oh, Jesus. What's in the middle? (laughs) Chocolate bunny. Giant chocolate bunny. Please tell me. Please tell me to the right is like a garden of candy canes. Yep. <laughs> Look, it's Candy Cane Forest, but Forest is crossed out and Chasm is written in it underneath. Is that the football? Rusty's. It's not the football. It's a pit. <laughs> it's, yeah, is that a deflated football right there? <laughs> All right, so this is the map of Cotton Candy Village. This is where you will have your adventures. All right, so you, so you enter the park. You enter this amusement park and... The center of it, as you're walking down this, like, dirt path, this overgrown path, looks nothing like the the picture in the map. Um, there are just crumbled buildings all around you, twisted metal, fade, uh, faded with different colors of the rainbow. It looks like this was once a very extravagant and fun park for children and adults alike. Um, full of, like, you see, like, broken lollipops laying just haphazardly on the ground. You see confetti sprawled across the park everywhere across the dirt path. Uh, The only real thing that stands out to you as you get to the middle of this path is this large statue of a rabbit in the center that looks still pristine, like it hasn't been touched by age. But on this park map, you see several locations. Um, You see in the center uh, of the top, you see a big kind of haunted house looking mansion uh, to the left and marked with a one and a two in the top left you see a giant mountain with chocolate pouring from several different holes and that is labeled with choco mountain in it's the still bottom pouring 
Well, the map. I'm saying when you're looking at the map. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, the bottom left is a jungle, kind of like a jungle scene with this big hut and this river that runs through it, and that's labeled the Jelly Jungle. Top right, labeled three, you see this big lake of ice and this this island in the middle that's covered with mounds of ice cream, and that's labeled Ice Cream Island. And then on the bottom right, you see something a little different. You see these trees of candy canes on the map, um, except scrawled on the map is what looks like a giant pit. And as you look down at the label, at number five, you see, I'm sorry, at number four, you see candy cane, and then the word forest has been scratched out, and underneath says chasm. Which on my copy, I've crossed out and written deflated football. (laughs) (laughs) So several places to go. Um, Uh, Wait, so what are the stuff? So, so like, I assume Chaco Mountain is not overflowing with chocolate right now. You can't really see it. It's pretty far away. Okay. Uh, Given the fact that I made this uh, Wonka reference earlier, and um, I'm going to assume I'm privy to Augustus Gloop-related deaths, I'm going to say we stay away from Chaco Mountain first. (laughs) Uh, Okay. Ice Cream Island it is. Do you want to go there first? Well, we can do that. I kind of like the haunted house. What did Brian say? I want to go to Rusty's Mansion. Oh, that's what I want to do, too. I didn't hear that you had said that. Yep, sorry, Doug. So are you guys, okay, in character, are you guys just huddled around taking a vote? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we're, we're, crowded around around the, we're crowded around the map, and Tug, um, uh, 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 Ice Cream Island, 100%. Ice Cream Island, 100%. Ice Cream Island, 0%. Uh, it's mansion all the way. Yeah, if I was going to hide a th- a something somewhere, uh, probably in a mansion. Okay, fine. Um, says mansion. Fine, we'll go to the mansion, but we have to hit that souvenir stand first for me to get a t-shirt. Done. We okay. can see it from the gate. It's right there. I already perceived it. <laughs> Durf it's, wants to perceive some stuff, too. Fuck you, Durf. Can we get my t-shirt Natural first? one. You rolled a Durf, one? You get I rolled a one in your eyes and you go blind. Temporarily. <laughs> cool. A, a random candy-infused cannon of some sort just fires <laughs> glitter and shit in your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right seriously uh can tug get get himself a t-shirt one time yeah you waltz over to that souvenir stand uh the the tiny hut that's there looks like it's tilting on one side and could fall apart any minute but you want to like jump inside there and scrounge around for something uh confirm tug does does definitely t- tug does definitely want to do that <laughs> okay does roll. definitely write it write it down <laughs> roll uh roll investigation. Natural one. <laughs> All right. <laughs> roll luck. Roll luck. <laughs> I don't even know if you can here, but whatever. Eighteen. Okay, much better. <laughs> Shout out to luck. Um, all right, so you you so inside there are like stands and different clotheslines that it looked of that they've like they've been stripped bare. Um, there's a desk that's been toppled over and is just a bunch of shattered wood. Uh, and a, a cash register that's half open. In the cash register, you find 10 gold pieces. And underneath the rubble, you pull out a T-shirt. And what's the T-shirt look like? Uh, the T-shirt is pastel purple. 
with um with on the back on the back i want the slogan to be a part of what the uh rabbit said in his little spiel okay um uh, which just, would be <laughs> what part let's see um the one at the beginning where he's describing like describing stuff so my name's rusty i'll be your guide okay the next part i've traveled the world both far and wide next part got lots to show you and we have all day potentially next <laughs> something something 10k 10k for a ticket and be on your way that's all he said <laughs> i kind of like 10k and be on your way i want the back to say 10k and be on your way be, all right. you know to signify the failed business plan that is charging ten thousand dollars <laughs> to get into an amusement park or ten thousand gold and on the front i want our discord chat to draw what the logo would be on the front that's fantastic actually you know what I'll, I'll do one even better everybody that designs one i will pick what i deem to be the best one or what i think is my favorite and then i'll get that shirt made and wear it fuck yes <laughs> and <laughs> we'll the, sell it on Redbubble with the rest of our merchandise we'll yeah do that. it'll be pastel purple fantastic. with 10k and be on your way on the back and then the low the des- the design we choose will uh will go on the front and i will Done. buy i'll buy right. one the day we put it up there's basically a big black piece of paper over the front of the shirt and you just try as you might can't get it off you have no idea what's behind it weird uh tug <laughs> rolls it up uh is that what he wants to do no he turns it into like a a cool little uh headband thing like he puts his head through like the t-shirt like the Mm t-shirt hole or the neck hole and then uses the sleeves to tie the rest of the shirt down so he's kind of like got a a pastel purple do-rag on (laughs) okay sweet all right all right souvenir shop done with so you guys um you head uh you head north along the path past the uh past the rabbit statue and eventually you get to a black painted mansion. It's much different than anything else you've seen in this park, just for the fact that it is like a deep black color and the paint looks messily painted on there um, and, and recent. Its shutters hang on hinges and vines climb up its rotten planks where some poke through shattered window panes. A large iron fence and gate surrounds the entire perimeter of the overgrown front yard. On the gate is a large bronze plaque with four plate-sized indentations arranged in a diamond pattern. Carved into them are four symbols. A jar, an ice cream cone, a bar of chocolate, and a striped candy peppermint. Jar, ice cream cone... Bar of chocolate. Bar of chocolate. Striped candy peppermint. Well, and they were like slots. Yeah, it's basically like this big bronze plaque, this rectangular plaque. I guess it's more like a square. And there's about maybe six inch radius uh, circles that look like indentations, like you can place something in them in a diamond pattern. So we clearly have to go to each section of the yep. of the amusement yep. park and get something from each which leads me back to my other point uh let's go to ice cream island chaco durf durf votes chaco mountain out dude, of spite. fuck you you're just doing that <laughs> you are just doing that to cause static that's all you're doing no we can go to ice cream whatever island doesn't carl get a vote oh i guess carl i mean te- <laughs> like te- technically isn't Car- uh 
Carl will choose Ice Cream Island. <laughs> ice Cream Island it is. Fun. All right. Yes. Just because well, Carl you, doesn't like chocolate. As you approach the gate, you hear a voice from an unseen speaker ring out from near the mansion. And it says... Now, what do we have here? You trying to sneak in? There's still four games that you'll have to win. In each of my kingdoms, you'll find your prize. But if you lose, you'll meet your demise. It's quite the task, but worth it, you'll see. Because in the end, you'll get to meet me. Wow. Joy. I, I, I suspect we don't want to meet that guy. Yeah, I don't want to meet a creepy furry from an abandoned amusement <laughs> park. This is like Five Nights at Freddy's, but in D&D land. <laughs> to ice cream mountain or ice cream island hooray <laughs> all right you head back towards the center of the amusement park and you follow another dirt path to the northeast corner of cotton candy village crossing over a half broken graham cracker bridge you begin to feel a chill in the air a red arrow marked with your destination leads you to the right and past a series of snow-capped pines. You turn the corner and see a vast, snowy landscape before you. Tall drifts block your path to the far left and right, but in front of you is the bank of a wide blue lake, frozen solid. The lake juts up against the tall walls of the park in the distance, but in the center of it is an island of ice cream. Mounds of white, brown, light blue, and light pink frozen treats are piled high on its surface in several clumps. What appears to be chocolate fudge drips from the tallest one in the middle, where three cherries sit on a glob of whipped cream at its apex. On the shoreline sits another ticket booth, much like the one at the entrance. Interesting. So wait, is the bridge we're on actually made of graham crackers? Do you want to taste it? Durf gives the bridge a nibble. All right, yeah, you hurt your teeth on the metal that is shaped like graham crackers. Okay. <laughs> so I guess Derv walks forward a little bit. All right. Yeah, Tug inches the, uh, forward uh, along with Derv. Towards the booth? Yeah. All right. As you approach, yeah, Carl. No, that's fine. Up, I'm going to just kind of hang back and watch the what happens i guess all right um as you approach rusty once again appears this time he's got these blonde braided pigtails uh, a red and white plaid jumper, wait who the fuck is rusty the rabbit the creepy the five nights at freddy rabbit oh, oh so i didn't even recognize that we got a name on that my bad <laughs> oh the, yeah the, my name's rusty. the villain of this oh yeah, oh, yeah. Persona. The, the, literally the first line of his a thing that yep. i had you repeat again yeah my bad you got it <laughs> go ahead <laughs> as you approach rusty appears once again this time with blonde braided pigtails and a red and white plaid jumper and a large ice cream cone in his hand he still has that same wild grin but this time his lips are like covered in ice cream there says what <laughs> <laughs> and you begin to hear a <laughs> you begin to hear a crackle of a speaker once again and he says Mmm, ice cream is a wonderful treat. Puts a grin on my face and a dance in my feet. Speaking of feet, it's time to lace up. Here, grab some skates, a stick, and some cups. You want my prize? Well, it's gonna cost ya. 
Better feed him quickly or Frosty will frost ya. Um, as the resident podcast Canadian, I'm hype as shit for this hockey-based challenge. <laughs> a compartment opens up beneath the ticket desk as a tall shelf slides out from its side. Inside are decrepit-looking pairs of skates of all sizes, unsharpened clearly. Long sticks of various colors hang from the side shelf, shredded tape on the grips and blades. Um, here's, uh, maybe an out of character question or I'm not too sure. Is there, uh, is there a way since I'm a monk and my agility levels are high that I can hit this ice without skates and maintain, um, speed or whatever I would need? I, I'm not, I with, literally have no idea how that would actually work. Without skates? Um, I think that would, okay. So mechanically, I think we would have to say ice is difficult terrain. Do you have anything monk related that says like you don't lack, you don't uh, have a speed penalty on dif- dif- difficult terrain? It might happen later on your levels. Yeah, I think you're right. I, I, yeah. I, I don't believe I have anything right now. Yeah, I think just mechanically speaking, you would have to have that before you could just say, I'm going to sprint on ice and everything's cool. Okay, sounds good. In that case... Uh, Tug eagerly grabs a pair of skates that he already seems to have a feeling will fit uh grabs like it takes a couple of the sticks and kind of plies them against the round uh, against the ground to see which ones kind of bend a little bit uh that have good pliability uh so he picks himself uh a good sword and uh a good a good pair of uh sneakers with with knives on the bottom are these swords <laughs> or are they just like sticks they're sticks they i'm calling it a sticks. sword like hand me my sword like a hockey player that stick is his sword Sure. That's okay. why I like when they score a goal, sometimes they sheathe the sword. Yeah, and they look... Never mind. And yeah. they look what, Brian? Nothing. Extremely Super cool. Super cool. Is that what you meant to say, uh, Brian? Nope. Absolutely not. Durf? Durf will use mending cantrip on some skates and a stick. Oh, uh, yeah. Hook us all up with uh, that shit, obviously. Yeah, you snatched them up before I could do it, but I'll use it on all of it. Yeah. Okay, I'll, nice. I will mend everything, so... What does this mending cantrip look like in-game, Durf? Uh, well, basically it'll be like, um, you know, green, green energy coming up out of the swamp land kind of, or I guess we're not in the swamp, but it's coming up sort of through the, I presume artificial ice cream. Sure. And, uh, basically just like, it doesn't make them stronger or anything, but any like holes in it will be sort of knit back together. Everything is just like not tattered anymore. It'll be nice. Good. Okay, so like end of Beauty and the Beast, this magic comes oh, through, wow. and the uh, the skates, the laces, kind of stitch back together, and now you have good pristine, like clear white laces. Uh, the tape just gets ripped off the blades and kind of spins around in a double helix and reapplies itself, and now it's like perfectly aligned with the blades and the grips, and you've got some high class equipment on your hands. Yeah, excellent. Way to go, Durf. Carl, what are you doing? Uh, I'm gonna I'm lacing up. Um, can I just roll a percept like perception check? Because I I just want to look at see if there's anything that looks out of place, like that just doesn't belong there. Okay. Like, mm, okay, in yeah. a giant ice cream island in the middle of a swamp. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> maybe. What did you roll? Not uh, I rolled a five. 
Oh, then definitely not. Yeah, I'm glad you rolled a five because I wasn't sure great. what to tell you if you rolled high. <laughs> but yeah, uh, no, you, nothing catches your eye as out of place except for the fact that there is a giant island of ice cream like Durf set in the middle of a swamp. So Durf, Durf puts on the skates. He's holding the hockey stick and he has no frame of reference for the game of hockey. So he's just like, so are we supposed to fight? Yeah, oh, oh, yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> the second you say that, um you hear an intense groaning come from the island in front of you. The hills of ice cream start to pulsate and move, spinning in a spiral until they come together in the center and form into a layer of chocolate swirl. The ice cream moves upwards now to a large sphere of vanilla in the center. Finally, the last piece forms itself above its midsection, a strawberry face dripping with caramel syrup. Two cherries slide along its sides and come together in front to form delicious-looking eyes. All at once, three black holes in a vertical line on its chest open up like buttons of a suit. A red neon light flashes on each of their perimeters. Frosty roars as a gaping maw opens up on its mouth, dripping with some of this delicious strawberry treat. And at the same time, metallic doors slide open at the base of the island, and out from these doors skate three animatronic penguins. And something you notice around each of their necks is tied a hockey puck that hangs from a loose chain. Okay. Uh, Tug hits the ice. He already knows what's up. He hits the ice. Also, did you pretty much just paint the hockey scene from the movie Batman and Robin with notable Arnold Schwarzenegger as Mr. Freeze? Uh, did, th- that, did that actually happen? Uh, that's how I perceived it. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen that movie in ages. I was thinking of an ice cream Zordon, basically. <laughs> <laughs> it's, more, it's a giant snowman. Okay. And just uh, just to set the scene here, you got a giant snowman, and it's got these three buttons on its chest, big three black holes, and each one of these holes is surrounded with a red neon light, and you've got three penguins skating out at you, each with a hockey puck around so, their neck. So t- Tug is hitting the ice, and he's like, we gotta get the pucks and shoot them in, and he just starts going after one. Uh, he's he's right, chasing look- one down. What are you two doing? I... Uh, I guess I will take some, some some steps out onto the ice and start. I don't know. Durf's never ice skated before, so <laughs> this could be interesting. I don't know if you want me to roll some kind of check. I think we will. I think we will once we get to yeah. initiative. Carl, what do you uh, want to do? Carl also has never skated, so I, I think like Carl and Durf are kind of like um, holding hand. They're those people you see at the ice rink who are like holding hands and unsteady on their feet. <laughs> and we're both kind of like uh, slowly like trying to move towards one of the penguins. Maybe we'll maybe we'll clothesline it and knock it down. There's no there's no buckets around. You can't just like lean over and hold onto a bucket and skate yourself around.
everybody. Thanks for listening to episode 26. My name is Joe, and I am your dungeon master for this adventure. We have now officially been doing this a whole year, which is incredible. I'm so happy that we've been on this adventure and that you have been on it with us for a whole year. I hope you stick with us for the next and maybe even the next one after that, depending on how far we go here. Um, let's see, because because it's a year, we are going to do something special coming up. We don't have a date for it yet, but look for it hopefully the end of February, beginning of March. We're going to be doing a live stream one shot based on the Star Wars Edge of the Empire uh, tabletop role-playing game. We're going to be playing that system, and Jamal, a.k.a. Derf Turf Toe, is going to be our DM for that. So we're super excited to be able to play that system and have him as a DM, uh, and we're going to be doing that live on Twitch. You can go to twitch.tv slash tavern to subscribe to our Twitch channel, and then you'll get notifications whenever that goes live but again we're looking we're looking towards uh, the end of february hopefully uh before all this baby stuff happens if you are still with us and enjoying the show please feel free to follow us on all social media platforms we are at ymia tavern on facebook instagram twitter uh, we have a Reddit page that's just r slash YMIA Tavern. We got a few subscribers there and, uh, you know, a bunch of conversation going on about brewery items and fishery items and there's fan art there and all sorts of good stuff. And as always, please consider joining our Discord server where we talk to fans and fans get to talk to each other about, about D&D, about the show, spoilers, uh, content, all sorts of great stuff. So you can find links to all those in the episode description, uh, as well as a link to our Patreon. We are fully supported by fans of the show. Um, they give monetary donations to help us get better equipment, help us to kind of ask for art and maps and all sorts of stuff for the show. So if you're interested and you're enjoying the show and just want to give like a dollar a month, that'd be great. You can go on to patreon.com slash YMIA Tavern. And speaking of which, I want to now give a Shout out to all our $15 or more patrons who donate $15 or more uh, a, a month for, to the show. Uh, let's see. David Ashley Cole, Andre K, James Lyon, Ursula Bertea, Chris Sale, James J.C. Aklantz, who wants to give a shout out to Dames and Dragons and Sneak Attack Podcast, Nick Sassy, Mark Albright, Tarkin Davis, Eleanor Fitchett, Sierra Clark, Jim Saunders, Michael Kenitzer, Jason Ford, Sean Myers, Nathan Ballou, and John Dalstrom. You guys are awesome. You guys help us a ton with the show, and we just really appreciate your support. Okay, that's all the show notes from me. Pretty nice and short and sweet this time. Enjoy the rest of the show, and we will see you in two weeks for episode 27. Peace out.
let us roll initiative in this case. It's about fucking time you got a one asshole. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Twelve for Tug. Technically, Carl got a two. Uh, Fifteen. Okay, so as you guys hit the ice, Tug, you said you're going straight for a penguin? Uh, Yeah, 100%. Tug doesn't fuck. All right. Um, I mean, he's Tug fucks, quick on his but feet. you know what I mean. Oh, that's gross. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so this... This... Animatronic penguin uh, is just speed skating straight towards you. Um, and you see on its hockey stick that the end is serrated to a point, uh, is, is sharpened to a point. So it kind of like uh, spins the hockey stick in its hands before pointing it straight at you and just charging. Rolls a 16. Nope. All right. So how do you dodge this thing? <clears throat> um. Am I next to act? Can I kind of link these together? Uh, no. No, you're not. Okay. Um, shout out to the movie Home Alone. Um, I dodge it like Kevin McAllister dodges uh, the security guard that's chasing after him. Um, he hits a knee slide and just goes, like, knee slides for, like, a bazillion feet through a, <laughs> a bunch of other, I mean, in the movie, it's a bunch of other people skating on uh, on the rink, but... Um, he's just gonna knee slide past it while screaming uh, like a ch- like a child. Okay, nice, Turf, you're up. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I'm fucking blindsiding so, you with that sick '90s movie reference action. <laughs> Durf is going to. Hmm. Let's the see. penguin. The penguin hmm? soars right over you, and hockey stops. So so- turns to the right. And digs his blade into the ice, and a big spray of ice flies up into the air as it turns around. Uh, and I'm and I'm clutching Carl, unable to uh, to walk in in cannon to skate yep. right now. Yep. Okay. Why don't you g- okay. give me um give me a uh, unless you want to do something with this, I'll let you give me like a straight dexterity check just to see if you can kind of like get the hang of this skating thing. Monster seven. No, you <laughs> you have no <laughs> idea what you're doing. <laughs> Okay, so Durf falls on his ass and then has a plan. He uses his druidcraft cantrip to heat some ice near him into a little puddle of water, which he will make use of on his next turn. And then I will use my bonus action to do one of my totems. Let me decide which one. I'm really interested in seeing what you're going to do with this water. I'll throw down a hawk spirit. All right. Totem. What does that do? And what and what that does is when a creature makes an attack roll against a target in the spirit's aura, I can use my reaction to grant advantage to that attack. Okay. Yeah, that's cool. It probably takes up, I guess, from like tip to tip from the shore all the way to the island at this point. So, yeah, you're good. All right. Um, the second penguin. So this was the penguin in the middle that attacked you, Tug. The second one is going to see Durf and just beeline straight for him. He's not going to reach him just yet, but he's heading straight towards him with another spear. Tug, you're up. Okay. I'm going to tell you what I want to do. Mm-hmm. So, theoretically, I'm on the back side. How tall are these things? Let me rewind. How tall are these things? Uh, just a little bit taller than you, actually. Probably maybe five feet. So there's the one that just passed me where essentially went in opposite directions. Can I, like, if I stop and go back towards him, um, I can reach him. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Yep. Will he be facing me? Yes. 
Okay, so he will be facing. Um, is it possible, rather than to go into an all-out attack, if I can try and maneuver around him and jump up and just snatch the puck off of his neck and kind of like, you know, put the chase on, like have him chasing me down the ice? Does that make uh, sense? Yeah. Yeah, so you want to try to snatch it instead of attack him? Yeah. Um, it'll be a pretty hard check, but you can roll a, try to roll a sleight of hand. Whatever, why not? Let's have some fun. <laughs> All right. 22. Yeah, you'll do that. Yeah, go ahead. Explain it. Uh, so Tug, after he pops up on his uh, from his knees, kind of like digs his skates in to do the, the, you know, the skate spray with the ice, and then just takes off, you know, a stick, a hockey stick in, in his right hand, just pumping his arms, getting a lot of speed. And right at the last second, he kind of like, drags the stick out to his right to kind of divert attention and like like glides left and snatches the puck with his left hand and tosses it on the ground and just puts the chase on and he's headed towards uh uh the the I believe the it was a snowman right uh with big the, ice cream with, snowman ice yep. cream snowman with the three uh cylindrical discs uh try, and he's going to try and uh do a ranged attack when he's close enough uh with a shot there all right, sick. All right, the next penguin is up, and since you kind of like grabbed it and turned left to go back, he's actually going to be heading straight towards you. So you've got a penguin behind you and a penguin in front of you, and it's going to try to fake you out and steal the puck from you, the one that you have. So why don't we do a combating... Um, we're playing hockey. Why don't we do a combating athletics check? Um, I'm going to use my monkey tattoo and spend a key point to automatically succeed. <laughs> Okay. All right. Tell me how you uh, auto. I would tell. Uh, tell me how you deke this guy out. Uh, so the, the the puck is on the ground. You know, going back and forth to keep good control. And again, he's. It's almost like he's. Oh, he's. He's a one trick pony. He's not. But it's almost as if he is because he doesn't want to unleash all the sick moves he's got. He puts the puck on uh, the uh, the outside of uh, of the stick in his right hand and just drags it out and right when the uh right when the snowman kind of tries to poke check poke check the puck out tug just pulls it back in flips the stick on the other side pulls it back in and just does a spin maneuver and is back on track racing for the racing for the ice cream snowman nice all right all right sweet um okay so frosty is up snowman's up and he sees you coming in hot with this puck and all of a sudden, these arms, these snowy arms pop out from either side of this ice cream and scoop down underneath and take a big old fistful of these two large snowballs and fires them both at you, rolling a 17 and another 17. Uh, so those both tie, but okay. give me a second. <laughs> all right. Um, so I have deflect missiles. Okay. Yep. And it says you can use your reaction. Uh, so that does mm -hmm. that mean like on my next turn I won't have my reaction? Is that how that works? No, it means like if if so reactions are several different things. Like, say you used this and then someone left your melee range on the same turn on the same round, they would be able to do so without getting an opportunity attack. Like you can't you don't have a reaction for anything else until your next turn comes up. Okay, I understand. Um. So I will, I, I presume it's two separate attacks, so I can only deflect one of them is the assumption I'm under right now. Yeah, right. Um, 
So I would just like to, on one of those rolls, uh, deflect missiles to try and mitigate that damage. Okay, nice. So, um, all right, so I'm going to roll the damage, and then you, you, what is it, 10 plus your dex modifier? Uh, so you when avoid? I do the, uh, the damage I take from the attack is reduced by uh, 10 plus my dex mod plus my monk level, so 17, it's reduced by uh, 21 damage. Uh, yeah. Whoa, okay, 10 plus your monk level is 7 plus... Oh, uh, that's actually shit. not true. It's 1d10. It's not a flat 10. So, oh, okay. So roll the d10. Well, I'll roll my attack first. Okay. Uh, all right, so that's going to be 14. Okay, so naturally, uh, uh, we're level 7, correct? Yep. Uh, so naturally, I block 11. Okay. Because so my level 7 more, plus 4, yep. and then plus 7. I rolled a 7. All right, so you get to throw it back. Um, I have to spend a key point for that, but I feel oh. like in canon, like throwing back an ice ball or something when I'm focused on trying to shoot a puck doesn't really make sense, so okay, I'm, I'm cool. not going to do that. All right, so how do you just deflect this to not take the damage? Um, uh, literally, literally, just you know, I, I realize that I have just a just a moment with uh, a moment of reprieve with the puck. I just kind of pull the stick up and do like a uh, just a cross check. Just through, okay. just and just blow the ice, the uh, the snowball nice. apart. All right, so the first ice ball comes and slams against the side of your stick as you hold it up. Um, but in the cloud of dust, another one comes straight through and hits you in the face, doing thirteen damage. You get smacked real hard with this ice ball right to the face, but you maintain uh, connection on the. Carl, you're up. So uh, still unsteady on my feet now with a puddle of water uh, between kind of off to the side of Durf and myself. I don't know what he's going to do with that. I'm going to kind of unsteadily make my way towards Tug. Okay, you you make a dex check just like Durf did to see if you kind of get the hang of this skating thing. Let's just say I do not. That is a one. A natural one? A natural one. Uh, okay, so we'll just say <laughs> on your turn, I'll still give you an action, but it, <laughs> well, what can I do with a critical miss? Um, all right, you go to skate, you go to skate after tug, uh, but all of a sudden you hit a crack in the ice and one of the blades just falls off. One of the blades uh, on your right skate just breaks off. All right, so, so this, this all happens like, and I, I just imagine myself like I'm on all fours and I just kind of look back at Durf, and, I, and I'm just kind of like hang my head and shamed, like, "Hop on, buddy!" <laughs> <laughs> I'd just like to say, uh, out of character, it feels real fucking good to see some other people slinging some ones around this place. <laughs> <laughs> All right, is that? Do you want to do any action or anything, or what? Is no, no. no I, I mean, I, I like. I'm just so ashamed. Uh, I'm offering to give uh, Durf a ride. On our on my next turn, we'll we'll start moving around like that on the ice because neither of us seem to have the hang of this. <laughs> okay, all right. Um, the penguin that you stole the puck from is heated, Tug, and it chases after you on these skates and it tries to stab you in the back. So it, it whips its its stick around blade tip out and just tries to poke you in the back as you fly forward towards the snowman. And it rolls a 12, so it misses. All right, Durf. Okay, so here's my plan. 
And I can do it just for myself, or I can do it for me and Carl, depending on your discretion. I would like to use another cantrip, which is called Shape Water. I want to take my puddle, which I have created, and basically... One thing I can do with shape water is freeze water. I basically become a waterbender from Avatar. I want to take okay. my puddle, wrap it around my skates in like a cube, but with spikes on the bottom like Krampens made of ice. So that you could just run on so the ice? So that I can just run on the ice. <laughs> um, hmm. Oh, did you make enough for four of these? Let's see. Fuck it. Sure. Yeah, you did. Go ahead. Do it. Okay. I do. I do that. Uh, okay. So the next penguin who is coming straight towards you, Durf, it is his turn. Uh, and he's going to see you do this and see you stand up and at the same time break his stick in half over his knee and wield it like two short swords and is going to try to smash at you with both of these. Excuse me. What kind of penguin is this? An, an animatronic penguin. A lot, of, a lot of range of movement in the knees there for a penguin, just saying. <laughs> it's a magic animatronic penguin. Also rolls with disadvantage. With disadvantage? Right. Protection? That was a 17 and a 9. Okay, so that it's, it's first one misses wildly, and second one... <laughs> well, a natural one. The second one, he goes to swing, and the, half of the stick just flies out of his hand and goes spiraling out into back into the the center of the park. So now he's just got half of a broken stick in his hand. Tug, you are up. I I would like to close the distance on uh, the uh, ice cream snowman and uh, try and grip and rip a shot uh, with the puck into one of the holes. All right, give me a just a ranged attack roll. Is no that, proficiency on is this. That just, just that's just dex. dexterity, right? Yep, add your dex. 18. 18. All right, you nail it. Which one are you going? Top, middle, or bottom? I guess it doesn't really matter. Is there but. theoretically a, a difficulty difference? No. Like, is like the top one, like, you know, 18, bottom, you know, something like that? No. I'll go top shelf. I think Tug's fancy <laughs> like that. <laughs> All right. All right, you flip this puck up, a knuckle puck style, and smack it into this top hole of the snowman. Um, and you hear this ding, 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 ding. And the, the perimeter neon lights turn from a red to a green as Frosty yells out an angry roar. Uh, after he grips and rips, uh, Tug gets on his left skate and kind of turns around to go back towards the group and is firing up the crowd. Um, and I will use um, my uh, bonus action and a key point. Uh, to uh, activate patient defense, so I have dodge active next turn, which I believe nice. is attacks on me as disadvantage. Okay. All right, so that's sweet. what I'll do All with right. my turn. Frosty is up next, and he opens his mouth and spews out this this cloud of cold, and I need you to make a dex save, Tug, since you're just below him. So I have an advantage on this. Yeah, you do get advantage. Uh, 14 and... 18, so I'll take the 18. All right, so you're going to take half of 12. So you take six damage as you leap out of the way, and this spew of vanilla cold freezing ice cream flies onto the ice, and you just get you just get a little little bit on your ankles, your cankles. Tug's in too good of shape to have cankles. Disrespectfully disagree with that statement. <laughs> Carl, you are up. 
Uh, so I've got my little ice blocks on my feet, uh, and there's the penguin basically that's beside Durf and I, correct? Yeah, he's engaged with Durf, so pretty much just a few feet away from you as well. So I'm going to I'm going to do um, jump kind of on the penguin's back while trying to like reach around and remove the puck from its neck. All right, give me. Um, this is more probably an athletics roll. Twenty-four. Okay, yeah, you do it. Tell me how it happens. Uh, so like I kind of like bumble to my feet, um, and I know I've got like the ice blocks on my feet, but like I'm still not balanced because one of my shoes was missing the blade, and I like f- kind of make a lasting leap at the penguin and just kind of latch on to the puck. Mm-hmm. Um, and as my full weight kind of latches onto the puck, it kind of like rips from the penguin's neck and I like fall to the ground holding the puck. All right. You're holding the puck on the chain. Yep. Yep. And it, and it falls off the chain. Tug, you've got two penguins on you. One is coming up fast and leaps over his buddy and tries to come straight down at you with this speared hockey stick and disadvantage because your patient defense, it <laughs> misses terribly. Once again, and actually, because it rolled a natural one, it lodges lodges its spear directly into the ice, and it gets stuck there. Durf, you're up. All right. So the so there's a there's a guy right by me that Carl just took the puck from, and he's standing up and still kind of skating towards me, inertia wise. He's kind of like looking around for the puck, like where it went, and sees Carl on the ground. So he's just in between the both of you. So what I would, how far away is he from me? He's engaged with you since you still. Okay. So not like, very far. No. Okay. So I'm going to presume he's sliding forward a little bit because he's on ice skates. And I would like to basically lower my shoulder as if to check him extremely hard in a hockey game and mm-hmm. hit him with my shoulder and also thrust upward with leaf tip, hopefully um, knocking him off of his feet. And I'll use my reaction to give myself advantage on that roll. Nice. Okay. And a two. <laughs> uh, all right. So you you dip down with your shoulder and thrust it into this metal animatronic penguin. And you lift leaf tip up. But it just basically glances across this blue armor as it creates this long scratch. But doesn't really do any mechanical damage. All right, so this penguin is going to take this half-broken stick, and since Carl kind of landed on the ground with his puck, he's going to try to smash Carl in the head with this stick and try to grab the puck out from under him. Uh, He rolls a 22. So, Carl, you're going to take... Where's my D... Uh, Carl, you take seven damage as this thing collides with your head, and give me a. Um... It'd be strength. My my grip on this puck. Sure. Yeah. Give me a strength check. <laughs> Twelve. Would you? What? Twelve. Okay. Yeah. As this thing hits the back of your head, you fly forward and go, Aah! and the puck flies from your hand and soars over Durf and lands about five feet behind him, and the penguin looks like he's about to turn and head for that. Tug, you're up. Um, I will do... This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to do three attacks. I'm going to activate Step of the Wind, 
which uh, uses a key point to disengage or, or dash, and uh, my jump distance is doubled for the turn. Okay. And then I'm going to head straight for Carl and Durf because uh, the old the old man is struggling a little bit. Nice. Okay. So first, I'll start with my attacks here. 16, 16, and 10. Okay, two of those hit. Okay. First two. 14 damage. Okay, you, for this, so you're doing to the same one? Yeah. Uh-huh. Correct. Uh, one without a puck or with a puck? Make the call. Which one? Um, I'll say the one with the puck. All right, so that one who just got damaged by you, uh, his eyes are going to start glowing red, and he's going to just, like, shove the other penguin, like, what the fuck, you let him get away, and race after you. Um, and he's going to race after you and try just a chasing swipe with the blade end of his hockey stick at you. Rolls a 21. Yeah, oh yeah, that's good enough. Okay, and he's going to do five damage total to you. Holding on by a thread. All right, so he just barely, like, knocks your legs out from under you, but you are able to, like, swing him forward real quick and, and steady your feet once again. Carl, you're up. Durf seems like he's all right at the moment. I'm going to uh, get up and kind of move move to tug, uh, where I'm going to I'm gonna when I get to him, I'm just gonna kind of I'm gonna put my hand on his shoulder, lay on hands, and heal him. I'll heal him for twenty. Uh, second penguin's gonna see you do this, or the 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 other penguin that is puckless is back at the ice cream island is gonna see you do this and skate towards you, Carl, and come at you with this sharpened spear. Bring it and. It rolls a 15, so it misses. Yep. So you lift up your shield, and the spear glances off of it. And Durf, it's your turn. You got a puck right behind you. Well, Dude, you- hit it towards Tug so I can take it, take off with it. Yeah, Durf will... Uh, You'll have to disengage first. I will disengage, and then can I move towards it and slide it towards Tug as a bonus action? Sure, yeah. I'll, ri- I'll rifle him a pass. All right, uh, why don't you... Just give me a sleight of hand. Let's see how good the pass is. This is you, kid. Come on. I know you can do this. Uh, let's see. What's my bonus? 11. 11? Um, mm, it's good enough. It's funnier if it's not good, though, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Durf, you, you pass it to Tug, and Tug reaches out with his stick to stop it, and it just goes outside of his reach and skids past him. And lands at the foot of, uh, I'm sorry, it skids past him and both the penguins that are in pursuit and just goes about 15 feet behind his back. Darn. At this point, the penguin that has lost both of his sticks, Durf, is just going to come straight at you and try to wrap his arms around you and tackle you to the ground. Rolling a natural 20. I guess that hits. (laughs) Yeah, it does. Uh, So he lifts you up off the ground and slams you down into the ice, and you're going to take 10 points of damage as your head collides with the rock-hard solid ice. Tug is up. You got a puck that just slid past you behind you. I'm going to I'm gonna go on the chase for the puck. You said it was 15 feet, so I'll grab it 15 feet and then um, take another shot uh, with the puck here. Yep. Uh, 19. All right, you nail it. Middle one, bottom one. Glove side middle. I'm fancy. So middle. <laughs> All right. Yeah, you rifle this shot straight towards the puck and it lands with a clang in the middle hole and another green ring appears where there once was a red one. 
and yet again, I will use my bonus action uh, to uh, do patient defense to um, give everybody disadvantage on me until I can get the okay. third puck and win us this game. All right, nice. All right, Carl, you are engaged with this penguin who is uh, fighting off your hooks pretty easily, and it's going to come at you with its own little hook and flip its flip its stick around and jab you with the blade end. Rolls a nine. Nope. All right, you dodge it with your shield once again. It's Frosty's turn. He's going to lay out some more of this cold breath all over Tug and Caro. So both of you make dexterity saving is throws. That, Tug, is this you a magical attack? Advantage. Uh, it's more like a... No, it's not really magical. Mm. Think of like a dragon breath. Like if you have a... Dragon, <laughs> dragon breath also would be a one. Uh, sure, one. Yeah. You rolled another yeah, one? Uh, Tug Jesus. rolled a 17. <laughs> all right, Tug... You only take. Uh, it's eight, nine. You take four damage, Brian or Carl. You're gonna take nine damage as he just splooges cold ice cream all over the both of what you. What flavor? What flavor do you want it to be? Black raspberry chip this time. Strong choice. <laughs> the sharp shards. Uh, the sharp shards of the chip uh, hit against the soft parts of Carl's armor, but Tug, you managed to avoid it. Carl, you're up. Uh, so I'm engaged with the one that has the puck. I'm going to yep. try and uh, rip the puck free. Athletics. Uh, hold on. Sorry to interrupt. Uh, last level, I literally got evasion, which is on deck saves, always half damage. On deck save successes, no damage. Oh, Jesus. Okay, well, next time we'll remember so that. I'll that's elect on you. To take that's enough. on you. I know, it's 100% on me. I was just like, <laughs> man, I feel like my dex shit just got real good. I, don't know. <laughs> I finally rolled a natural 20. Oh, natural 20 for the kid. Oh, uh, natural 20. All right, you snatched that puck up real good. What are you going to do with it? I'm, uh, yeah, I'm going to try slinging it to Tug, seeing as how I'm still engaged with this penguin. All right, that's fine. Yeah, with a natural 20, you easily snatch this puck and rip the chain off of its neck and slide it over to Tug. However, it is Penguin 1's turn who's going to try to snatch this out from under Tug. And Durf, it's your turn. Durf is going to use Wild Shape. Uh, okay. He's getting his ass kicked. He's going to turn into a dire wolf. <laughs> with ice skates? Uh, well, it'll be, uh, I mean, since canonically we keep our clothes, I keep my clothes, he will be a dire wolf wearing ice skates with spiked cubes on them so he's like but he's like real rear wheel drive because it's still just on his the feet part of him sure that's fine okay. the guy is close <laughs> to me so i can like get uh leverage and lunge at him okay sweet so i do that all right <laughs> you're gonna lunge at the penguin the puckless penguin next to you yes fucking four whatever plus five <laughs> nine <laughs> Nope, you missed. <laughs> God damn. All right, so you get up from your prone position, turn into a direwolf, and try to lunge up at this guy. Um, but he very easily skates out of the way with his skillful skating. It's his turn now, and he still has he still has no he has no weapon, and now he's facing a giant wolf, so he's gonna disengage for you and start to chase after Tug. The real hero of this tale. 
who he knows is having the puck and knows is doing the most damage in this so game. So does Durf get another get an attack of opportunity? No, he disengaged. disengaged. His oh, action okay. was okay. to disengage. Yep. Doug, you're up. Am I I'm within range of uh what's his uh Yeah, you you just saw this penguin kind of like skate around you, so it's only maybe ten feet in front of you. Okay. At the moment. Um I will Get up on it and use a flurry of blows for four attacks. Uh, 24, 15, 21, and 20. Uh, all those will hit. 28. All right, you're going you're gonna to crush this guy. You're going to kill him. Tell me how you do it. I'm going to high stick him, obviously. To pu- I'm actually going to reach out with my hockey stick and pull him in by like the back of the neck, like a shepherd's crook in an old comedy flick, like to get him off the stage. I'm going to pull him, pull him real close, and it's just going to be uh, uh, four vicious, vicious uh, right hands to the to the mechanical face, and uh, Tug's Tug's going to get control of that puck and try to finish this thing. Tug is going to cruise in. Uh, close the gap uh, between himself and the ice cream snowman. Uh, he's going to harness his inner Charlie Conway, um, and he is going to—he's going to go for the triple deke and try and uh, finish this bad boy out. So he's going to deke once to the right, swoop back around once to the left, back to the right, <laughs> and careen back with just the slickest wrist shot of all time. And see if he can end this. Glo- glove or stick? I guess it's in the uh, middle. Glo- of always glove side because because I'm fancy. <laughs> glove side bottom. <laughs> that is a 16. That is good enough. You slam this last puck into the bottom hole, and as it hits with a clang inside, another green ring shines across the bottom. Um, and all at once, the penguin, the last penguin, falls to the ground, deactivated, and Frosty lets out this big as he begins to melt away back into Ice Cream Island, and the mounds of snow part and go back to their original positions. And in Frosty's place is a pedestal that raises from the ground, and above that pedestal is a large what looks like a golden plate with the etched symbol of an ice cream cone on it. Uh, Tug obviously being the closest after being uh, the hero of this tale (laughs) um, will go get the ice cream plate and hold it above his head. He's the ice cream plate winner. MVP hat trick. All right. You snatched that thing right up with no problem whatsoever. And now you have the ice cream plate. Nice. Carl Carl uh, makes his way back to the shack and is taking off his skates, puts his stick away. And as uh, Tug and Durf come in, uh, I kind of look at him and I go, uh, well, th- that went pretty well, huh? <laughs> uh, my stat sheet looks, um, hold on. <clears throat> my stat sheet looks fucking stacked, boys. First round draft pick next year. Lock it down. Tug <laughs> Mugbar for the Woodhaven Warriors. Just kidding. <laughs> Woodhaven's gone. Uh, but if they didn't look out, look out for the kid. Uh, Tug holds up the plate majestically, uh, takes off his skates and stick, throws that shit back in the booth, and then turns to the guys and. Uh, uh, but seriously, I'm hurting. If you guys got any uh, 
any weak weak spells you can shoot my way or whatever it is you all do. Um, kids struggling a little bit. Oh, now Mr. MVP needs a team. <laughs> Look, Wayne Gretzky had four people on the ice with him at all times. Uh, I'm just saying, or what, what? what's the fictitious version? What's the D&D this world version of Wayne Gretzky? I have no idea. <laughs> uh, it's got to be an orc. Uh, make up a name. Uh, Franny Schultz. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one. Go, Franny uh, Schultz. <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. I have no idea where the fuck that came from. Did you really pull that out of your ass? <laughs> yeah. Who's Franny Schultz? Do you know Franny Schultz? <laughs> um, okay. <clears throat> Look, every uh, every team, every Franny Schultz needs the team around him. I just happen to be the legendary uh, Woodhaven Warrior Franny Schultz today, and uh, you guys were whoever the other players are around him. I it's. <laughs> you name, the, name those two. Brian just Googled Franny Schultz, <laughs> and there's a smattering of ridiculous results. <laughs> so so by, so by the way in the increasing complexification of woodhaven we now have a professional hockey team too <laughs> <laughs> correct which is even more ridiculous that you all don't know what it is <laughs> anyways back, back on track yeah okay, every every story. team has their franny schultz i was on franny schultz today um and you guys were the other people that happened to be on that team uh that being said we accomplished our goal uh, can the, can the man get a little help? I'm struggling. I'm struggling a little bit. Uh, Durf will, I guess, detransform, uh, having accomplished absolutely nothing with the first <laughs> wild shape he's used in quite a while. Um, and, uh, he's pretty hurt too, but I, what, what I'll do is I'll summon healing spirit right in the middle of us, um, which normally lasts like 10 turns, I think. Um, but since we're out of combat, uh, it'll just kind of sit there and heal us all the way up. Okay, so roll 10d6, everybody. Do that, because that's 10 rounds, right? I'm all the way back. Tug, tug's back to, back to normal, but down a bunch of key points from that battle. All right. Sweet. Yeah, I got like, uh, it's not even worth counting. I got like 40 health back. Everyone's I'm up, up, to, to a maximum. up to straight. Up to, yeah. yeah. Okay, sweet. All right, all right, and with that, um, you are finished at Ice Cream Island, ready for the rest of Cotton Candy Village. Woo! We did it together, but mostly one of us. I also want to give a special shout out to our $5 a month patrons, Seth Harrison, Kevin DeHart, Jacob Torres, Mark Deacon, Thomas Sanchez, Matthew Watson, Kevin Kozlowski, Paul Dunn, Jesse Jones, Michael Carpenter, David Barron, Eric Hancock, Blake Tolliver, Andy Chalmont, Dan McStalkerson, Jason Rittman, Jaquela, Joshua Motzinger, Nicole Chapin with the Redshift Podcast, Noah Hunt, Marco Olofsson, Ian Coughling, Jonathan Huff, William Martin and his buddy Hugh Jars, Elemental.fm, Joshua Heber with the Alignment Unclear podcast, Jack Mega, Joshua Fieni, 
Nick Vukulich, Vitaly Vasilyuk, David Ginsberg from the Tales of the Phantom podcast, Joe Quickle from the Dead D&D podcast, and Adam Hoffling. You guys are awesome. Thank you so much.